This is One-on-One's NFL Friday, bringing your weekly Jets, Giants, and NFL talk from WFUV Sports. With top guests, weekly fantasy advice, and opinionated analysis, this is One-on-One's NFL Friday. NFL Friday, the season wrap-up. Drew Casey, Christian O'Hara, and Matt Crow, And guys, we saw quite the Super Bowl in which the Patriots won 28-24. Before we get started, why don't we hear just how that crazy game ended? The ball is at the Patriot 1. The Seahawks break huddle. Second and goal at the 1. The quarterback, Wilson, is in the shotgun formation. Lynch will flank him to his left. Two wide to the near side, one to the far. In the shotgun, there's the snap, it's belt high. Quick throw, it's intercepted at the goal line! It's intercepted by Malcolm Butler! Malcolm Butler is intercepted, Russell Wilson! At the goal line! 20 seconds left! That courtesy of Kevin Harlan and Westwood won on the call from Super Bowl 49 in Glendale, Arizona. And guys, obviously this entire show is going to be about Super Bowl 49 and wrapping up uh, the 2014-15 NFL season. Unbelievable. Just just incredible. You end a game in that fashion. Great game all around, Seahawks and Patriots. We have a lot to get to, Drew and Matt, but what I will say is that, without a doubt, that is top five Super Bowl finishes all time. Um, and I think it's one of the best games I've ever seen. I, 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 can't be- I, just, I honestly cannot believe the way that game ended. With the Seahawks appearing to have all the momentum, and then just the Patriots snagging that out of thin air right from the from the clutches of defeat. Oh, absolutely! And I I think that no one in the stadium expected it. No one watching the game in throughout the whole world expected that finish. I mean, you you looked around after that Marshawn Lynch uh, a run to the four, right before that that second down pass and. All the Seahawks fans are, are are thinking they just won a Super Bowl. Right. All the Patriots fans have their head in their hands, and a turn of events like that is in in, in a game at that biggest stage is absolutely incredible. It's shocking. Well, I guess we'll work our way backwards a little bit right. here. We've got to start with that last play, and you know it's been talked about already, but we still need to mention it: the play call, uh-huh. a passing play on second and goal, twenty seconds remaining, one timeout for the Seahawks. Might not be able to get three plays in with one timeout if they're all on the ground. What are your guys' thoughts on the play call? I'll let you guys go first, and because then, then I have some right. feelings, and I don't know if I'll agree or disagree. So, um, Pete Carroll says after the game, you know, during the week, that um, he wants to run that second down play as a pass play, and he used the words, I believe, like a waste play. You know, a waste of a play to try to set up a third down run. Now, um, with, you know, talking to people who were watching the game, obviously big football fan, fans and friends of mine, every play in that in that particular instance has to have a purpose and has to have a mission to get something done. So it's second down. Marshawn Lynch had just run to the one yard line on the first down and goal play. So you figure, all right, we have the best running back in the NFL who scored, I think, thirteen regular season touchdowns. Why not? And you have one timeout. Why not hand the ball off to him, even if he gets stuffed? You have third and fourth down with about 16 seconds left. Granted, you've burned your last time out, but you're not going to run the ball again. You're going to throw the ball on third and fourth down to try to get into the end zone. 
And two things can happen. Either A, you score a touchdown, or B, you complete the ball in the field of play without getting into the end zone, which is very unlikely from the three or four yard line, even if Marshawn Lynch got stuffed. And Marshawn Lynch, you look at his statistics throughout the season. Yes, 13 touchdowns. For Seattle, he's your best player. You give him the ball two times, maybe three times. If you lose to the Super Bowl in right. that fashion, right. I feel like you'd be much more happier losing in that and, fashion. And, Matt, I don't know what you think about this. You know, As a Patriots fan, obviously you, you were ecstatic with the outcome. But I think that if you had to tell Seattle fans that, you know what, Marshawn Lynch got stuffed at the goal line, they would be okay with that because, you know what, they're going down yeah. with their best player. Yeah. I, exactly. I mean, if you if you run the ball in that situation, Marshawn's putting it in from the one. Um, right. He he he's a monster, and he's gonna put that in, no questions asked. I think that one of the one of the best kind of calls of the game that that hasn't been talked about is Belichick not taking a timeout after that right. run to the four. I mean, y- you have a minute left, Tom Brady on on your sideline, and you have. Uh, it, you'd be down by three if they score a touchdown there. So you know why not? Why not let them score and take your chances, tying that game to send it to overtime, or maybe throwing a hail mary to win it. I think a lot of it goes back to both those giant Super Bowls, uh, one in which Brady got sacked to end the game, no timeouts left. Um, and you know what? I think I think he kind of felt the the stadium momentum kind of shifting to put pressure on the Seahawks, you know, they're at the one. They they have to put it in and convert. They're losing. And he felt, you know, maybe my defense can step up and make a play and maybe put a little question in Pete Carroll's mind about running that ball, mm-hmm. which ended up to, to work out. And, and another thing is, Butler said it after the game, they knew right when the Seahawks had set up for that play what was coming. Right. He knew it was going to be a, a quick slant, and he jumped the route. Made a great play, but I think it all goes back to the coaching. Matt Patricia, the defensive coordinator, and, and Belichick just, you know, knowing the situation and, and calling a, a questionable play that, that many coaches wouldn't make, but, uh, you know, ended up turning out the right way. Hey, you know, I'm glad, I'm glad you brought that up, Matt, because um, watching the game, you know, at home with my dad and my family, I was thinking, I'm a Giants fan, so I remember those two Super Bowls. And especially the second one, Super Bowl Forty Six, Belichick um, doesn't call timeout, and he lets Bradshaw score. And I'm thinking, I don't know, man. I think this is a bad call because you know what? I understand your point where you, you leave time on the back end for Brady to get down the field, and at that point they probably only would have needed a field goal. But as you saw the time ticking, the time ticking, I thought he was going to leave Brady too little time. Yeah. And then to your point. Malcolm Butler knew that that play was coming. It was all preparation, and Belichick sent out basically the goal line package but with three corners because Seattle gave them that look. And one thing I do want to say, that play by Malcolm Butler, I don't think maybe people, if you, if you, don't, if you haven't played football, you might not know how great of a play that is because that is literally all film study and route recognition. And, and, and- you know, go uh, go ahead, Matt. Yeah, yeah. He 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 knew where the ball was right. gonna be, and he literally beat the receiver to the ball. He r- r- off the snap. I mean, Russell Wilson cocked the ball back, right. and he had him open, and Butler just got there first. Yeah, and, and I, I got to go back to the whole timeout situation because I disagree with both of you guys. Bill Belichick got bailed out by Malcolm Butler. He should have called timeout in that instance because you have Tom Brady, the best quarterback in the lead. 
in the league. 99 out of 100 times, the Seahawks score a touchdown there. Granted, you give them more time by calling a timeout and sort of help their chances in doing so, right. but I think th- they got the 1%. You know, They made a great play. I'm not going to call it luck. Pete Carroll made a, a an awful call, in my opinion, probably the worst in Super Bowl history, to not give the ball to Marshawn Lynch on second down. The thing I don't understand about the entire situation is, like you said, Christian, it's a waste play. Right. Well, if it's a waste play, then you should be throwing a back corner fade where only your receiver can catch the ball, or Russell Wilson should be instructed to, you know, if you have nothing, scramble. If you find, if you don't find anyone wide open, then either tuck it and run or throw it out of bounds because that's the only, that's my perspective on the, on this case. But the way it turned out, Bill Belichick is a genius, and there's no denying that regardless of what would have happened uh, if the Seahawks scored and if Tom Brady had a chance to tie the game or not. You know, right. uh, but a lot of ifs there. But, yeah, a lot of what ifs. Yeah, uh, but I, I just, I think it's a case of the Seahawks losing the game. A lot of people are, are – leaving that on one side, and then as you guys just touched on, it's also a perspective of Malcolm Butler and the right. New England Patriots defense winning the football game. Just an incredible play by, by Butler to get to that football and, and make the uh, the game-winning play. And, you know, rightfully so, people are going to scream and yell and moan about the call, and because I think that was a terrible call uh, on Pete Carroll's part. Um, but I do want to give Malcolm credit his due. He could have easily won Super Bowl MVP with that play um, because he doesn't make that play. Even if you – let's say, guys – he deflects it. He makes a good play on the ball. Not a great play, a good play on the ball. Yep. And he deflects it. They got Seattle probably still gets into the end zone. Two chances. Then they have two the chances. Right. And the exactly. Pass was and their timeout. Yep. So you could even run the ball on third down and get stuffed, call timeout, and exactly. run a fourth then down it's a waste play. play. I mean, it's just, again, I'm going to rant and rave about that play until I'm blue in the face because that play, and you know what? It's the epitome of guys staying ready. That guy... Malcolm Butler is an undrafted rookie out of West Alabama. Where is the University of West Alabama? <laughs> Nobody knew this before before this play was made at, by any stretch of the imagination. Shout out to another guy, Chris Matthews, who nobody knew oh, yeah. who he was, you know, until the second quarter. Working in a Footlocker, um, I think, earlier yeah, this season. Yeah. He worked in a Footlocker, I think. Butler worked in a Popeyes. <laughs> I mean, how, you can't write this stuff, guys. You really can't. You re- you really can't. No, well, it's a, it's the Super Bowl. It's the biggest <laughs> football game in in the world, in the world. And, and and these two two players arguably come out to have the best days on both teams. That's and unbelievable. I, I think we talked about it a little last week in NFL Friday. You know, in the Super Bowl, someone always steps up and and kind of outshines the moment. And uh, I, I think in, in this situation, Butler for the Pats, Matt, Matthew for the Seahawks, they both just stepped up in the biggest game of their careers and both played out of, out of their minds. Let's take the conversation out of the Patriots' offense because they still did score 28 points, and they won the football game 28-24. Four touchdowns to get to 28. All four of those came from Tom Brady, named the the Super Bowl MVP for the third time in his career. Now four Super Bowl championships. I've got to ask. I think I know Matt's answer to this question. Mm -hmm. Is Tom Brady, with four Super Bowl rings and three Super Bowl MVPs and all his other regular season accolades, the best quarterback of all time? 100%. He's the best quarterback I've ever seen. I think he's the best quarterback to ever put pads on and throw a pigskin, deflated or not. Um, <laughs> but I think that he is the best quarterback to ever live. Because, listen, even if he gets ring number four, right, but maybe, you know, the Patriots, you know, trade jabs with the Seahawks. They lead some, they're down some, they lead some, they're down some. It's like, okay, that was the best defense in the league over the past two years. And he just completed the biggest comeback in Super Bowl history on that defense. Down by 10 points. 
And he went 37 for 50. Almost 80% completion percentage. Unbelievable. I, I cannot think of a more clutch performance, maybe with the exception of Eli Manning, just because I'm biased. But <laughs> I cannot think of a more clutch performance against a bigger opponent, you know, arguably top top three performance in the Super Bowl in Super Bowl history. I, I, I really believe that. I think this is what it comes down to. Tom Brady in his last two drives, the, tr- mm-hmm. the two drives that, that they scored in the fourth quarter. 13 for 15 passing, 124 yards, and two touchdowns. Unbelievable. What does he have? I think I saw he had a stat, a quarterback rating of 97 out of 100. Yeah, I think it was 97.1 or so. And on that second drive, 8 for 8. Didn't miss one pass on that game-winning touchdown drive. And last point here before you you jump in, Drew. I think, no, yeah, Tom Brady has left the field in each of his six Super Bowls with a lead. So... If his defense helps him out against the Giants, and thank God they didn't, <laughs> he's six and zero, and this isn't even a discussion. Uh, yeah, uh, can he still get to six though? I mean, that's uh, he's still got time left Listen, in his career. He's I got time. this is I think this is a, a discussion for the future. You know, real quick, I think that he's won his last Super Bowl, but I think the only number he can get to is five. Six is a lot. Five, I think he still has an outside shot at. And going back to the, this game specifically, right. from my perspective, you talk about 37 or 50, almost 80%. I remember sitting next to a gentleman from Memphis and talking about, you know, after the first quarter. The first quarter took 22 minutes. It, 22 minutes point. of real time, I, I was believe. Like, this game is flying. It was flying. Tom Brady, you know, completing passes, right. running the ball from the Seattle perspective. It was incredible. And then, like Matt just said, 8-for-8 eight right. eight on his last drive. You know, Brady had a little bit of a, a right. rough patch, if you will, in, in the middle of the football right. game. Yeah, but 37-of-50 yeah, yeah. is just incredible. You know, you, you see 50, the 50 number thrown out a lot or a large pass uh, attempt number, and maybe you get half completed, right, exactly. less than half yeah. or slightly yeah. above 30, that. 30 out of 50. 60, Almost yeah. 80%. Uh, that's, that's pretty good. And you're in the Super Bowl, and like you said, against against right. the biggest defense uh, or the best defense in the league over the past two years. And... and you know, I, I agree with you, Christian. I, I yeah. think he's – I shouldn't say I totally agree. I, I think he's – In the conversation. He's at least in the conversation. Has and, to and I think he's right there with Joe Montana. Mm-hmm. And I – right around there, I, I don't know. It's it's great for me. I it, It's t- it's a tie. Can we can we go with a tie goes to the runner here or a tie goes to the quarterback? Cause, I mean – It's tough. It really is yeah. tough to – when you could, it's tough to always compare right, athletes going back. It's, it's a yeah. tough question. It's a hard argument. I mean, you can, al- you can always look at the numbers and conform the numbers to your argument. You can always look at a number and say, hey, Montana did this. That means he's better. Brady did this. That means he's better. Um, you know, real quickly here, guys. I think that playing with a guy like Jerry Rice doesn't hurt. Yeah. Um, Who used illegal stickum, apparently. 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 Um, and, listen, Tom Brady's had to have receivers come in and out every year. I mean, a guy like Wes Welker. That guy was his safety valve for four years. He leaves, Edelman comes right in. And you know what? Edelman made a great point after the game. Edelman, you know, obviously he's biased, whatever. He's very emotional after the game. Salary cap, the salary cap era. He's had to deal with constant parts moving in and out on both sides of the ball. And to just stay that consistently good, um, it's unbelievable. Yeah, I think it's all about the consistency. I mean, Mm -hmm. you look at the numbers, nine out of the last ten AFC East titles. um, it's 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 been 15 years of of straight dominance for Tom Brady and I think that w- when you look at it I mean it's obviously very difficult to 
to look at this era versus that era mm-hmm. and and compare one to the other. Um, obviously, touchdown. M- Montana went four for four. Right. Brady's made it to six. Uh, could could have gone six for six, as you said, Christian. He left the field in, right. in all six games, winning. Uh, I I think it's tough to argue against Brady. And you say consistency. Correct me if I'm wrong, Matt, but I'm pretty sure that the only two uh, representatives of the New England Patriots that were on the team when they won there, when Brady won his third Super Bowl, was Tom Brady himself yep. and Bill Belichick. Also, Big Vince Wilfork and Vince Wilfork plugging okay. up the middle. So one 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 man on offense, one man on defense, and the man at the helm. And the other 51 players are completely different. Just completely different. And you can you can go out and win a Super Bowl. Same quarterback, turning um, you know ordinary wide receivers into stars. Julian Edelman becoming really just a stud for, mm-hmm. for the New England Patriots. And crazy enough, their leading receiver in the Super Bowl in terms of receptions, Shane Vereen. He caught eleven passes. Really, eleven passes wow, in the win. You know, just you know dumping them underneath, right, 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 right. getting six yards uh, every one of those eleven catches, and and getting to sixty-four yards in the contest. So that that's another reason that just goes to show you. Shane Vereen, who's not even your number one running back at the start of the season, becomes your leading receiver to help you win the Super Bowl. And it's just incredible that Tom Brady can turn these guys into star receivers in this league. It's just, and I'm glad you pointed that out because it's just, it, Sunday was a total team win for New England. It was. While Brady had to play near perfect, and you know, in my opinion, he did. You know, sands the two interceptions. Um, it was a total team effort. They needed to stop Russell Wilson on a few plays. They did that. They needed to come up with a big turnover at the end. They did that. Special teams, like I said, you know, on NFL Friday last week, Edelman didn't have, you know, a, a touchdown, a punt return for a touchdown or crazy returns, but he got them solid field position. You know, 10, 15 yards. Plays that matter. Everybody had a helping hand in this in this game, and I think that's 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 the motto of Bill Belichick's teams. Everybody do your job, and we'll be okay. And they won the Super Bowl because of it. And obviously the Patriots didn't have a very strong running game uh, th- throughout the game. But um, I, I just wanted to uh, say these numbers really quickly. Belichick doesn't need running backs to get yards rushing on the ground. This is from a, a recent Bill Simmons article. Vereen and Blount in the Super Bowl combined for 29 touchdowns, 100, 117 yards, and five first downs. Lynch and Robert Turner, Tur- Turbin, I'm sorry, who's the Seahawks' backup running back, 27 touchdowns, or I mean 27 touches, 154 yards, four first downs. Belichick uses guys like Vereen in ways that no other coach really does it. He doesn't need a big running game. He'll dump it off and, and take those yards, take those first downs, and that's what they did towards the end of the game. And uh, Vereen, I mean, he he played one of the best games I've seen, but he's been doing that all year. I mean, you can't really make the argument that Vereen should be the MVP because he didn't score a touchdown and didn't, um, you know, didn't surpass 100 yards or even come close to it with 64. But 11 catches for him, definitely an honorable mention for player of the game for the Absolutely. New England Patriots and, and someone who's gone under the radar um, for them as well. Switching to the Seattle Seahawks and, and under the radar, their secondary, now as we know following the game, was more hurt than, than we many people mm-hmm. had expected. Most um, Richard Sherman needs Tommy John surgery. And maybe the biggest injury in this game, Jeremy Lane intercepts Tom Brady on the goal line in the first quarter when he's trying to return uh, return the interception from the goal line, making a move on the sideline, plants with his arm before he goes down. It's ugly, breaks his arm, he's out of the game. 
for the entire game, and then Thyroid Simon comes in, and the Patriots just, they really pick on him, and Julian Edelman ends up scoring the game-winning touchdown uh, off of coverage from Simon. Yeah, I mean, I... I can't say that I noticed that they were hurt during the game, but now that I replay the game in my head, it did seem like Patriot receivers were bouncing off a couple more tackles, maybe because the Seahawks wanted to arm tackle or, or, or didn't get their whole body into it. Um, you know, and, and again, you know, not taking away anything from New England. Um, if you're out there, you're healthy. You might as well be healthy and might as well, you know, because you, you're playing the game. If you're out there, nobody wants to hear it. But um, Jeremy Lane, that was, that was a big injury because you it know was. what? He had said earlier in the week, that you know we didn't we don't think Rob Gronkowski is that good blah blah blah, um, and then he he backs up his talking. He which did back it up for th- sure with real with, early you know, in the game too. As much as you you know th- these guys talk, they do tend to back it up. They didn't back it up on Sunday, but they do tend to back it up over the course of time. Anyway, Lane picks him off at the goal line, and the Patriots look like they're going in to score on the first drive of the game and make a major statement. Yep. And Brady dumb throw, but th- th- Jeremy Lane still had to make a play. Um, Lane makes the interception. And then Edelman, you want to talk about hustle, comes from basically across the field to tackle him. And, you know, unfortunately for Lane, he breaks his arm. Um, Like you mentioned, Drew Simon comes in and they just pick on him and pick on him and pick on him. And even when Simon wasn't picked on, that opened up things for Rob Gronkowski on that touchdown. It was covered by a linebacker because they had spread the defense out. And so you're looking for matchups if you're New England. And so that just takes the whole secondary, it takes your whole plan, and makes you move guys around and takes things out of whack. Especially when the other two guys in Sherman and Thomas are clearly right. not 100%. And Sherman maybe not less than 50% if he needs Tommy John now. Ch- Chancellor apparently played the game with a torn MCL with a bone bruise in, in, wow. in his knee. It's, it, it's these. I mean, again, credit to them. Yeah, credit you're going to play in the Super Bowl regardless of your, your right. status. Exactly. But you need you need bone sticking out of skin to not <laughs> yeah. play in that game. <laughs> you need but, um, again, like I said, if you're out there, you might as well, you, you're playing. You might as well be healthy. Yeah, amen. I mean, and it brings back the same question that that I asked you guys last week. At what point does you know an injured player playing in the football game right. actually hurt your team? Not pardon the pun, but what <laughs> at what at what at what point does that player, that injured player, being in the game hurt your team? And would you be better off with the backup? Well, well I guess we saw that with Simon. Yeah, I mean, I, I would take a injured Richard Sir- Sherman over. Over, I think just about any healthy backup in the league, <laughs> but uh, you know, besides that, we we did see it with Simon. We saw on the second to last touchdown drive for the Patriots, Simon got beat on the eventual right. game winning yes. play. Literally, they, ran, they went back to that same. Play. Oh, it was the same exact route. Edelman kind of fakes in, comes out. Unfortunately, on that first drive, Brady threw it about a hundred miles per hour straight <laughs> straight over his yeah, head. Yeah, 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 and. Uh, but you know they they come down and they run that same exact play on that I I, I think Simon's a rookie on that rookie corner and uh, beautiful and route beautiful, beautiful route. route he's wide open wide open the end zone for the game winning touchdown and you know I think Simon did play better than uh, you know what Seahawks fans thought I know when Lane was being carted off I had Seahawks fans both to my right and left and they were both like wow this isn't good you know they're they're gonna go after Simon. Um, and he was clearly being targeted throughout right. the game. But it, I think on that last play, uh, on that game-winning touchdown pass, that was uh, you know a, a case of Edelman making a play on a, on a young corner that maybe, you know, if Lane had been on him, 
would have been broken up. Simon, a second-year player, but second not year. not that many numbers in his first year. Yeah. So, you know, regardless, though, in the game and, and he got beat. And you could say that he's he's one of the reasons why the Seahawks – actually, he is one of the reasons. You can't say. Absolutely. It is. It yeah. is one of the reasons why uh, the Seattle Seahawks uh, lost the football game on uh, on Sunday in Glendale, Arizona. And, Matt, maybe just you and me here. Christian, you can butt in a little bit. Um, but Arizona – and the atmosphere and the Super Bowl and the Seattle Seahawks fans oh, being there at the stadium was absolutely incredible. The atmosphere was, was nothing was unlike anything I've ever experienced. Well, I think it, it, until that Russell Wilson touchdown pass, the twelve man dominated the crowd, absolutely dominated. Um, they were so loud on every Patriots possession, uh, getting in Tom Brady's ear, and I mean Arizona as a whole. I think they they were. It was such a great. Uh, kind of city to have the Super Bowl. Um every everything is close enough that uh y- you can get, you know, from Phoenix to Glendale to the stadium. And I think it's a it, it was a wonderfully run Super Bowl and shout out to Phoenix. Yeah, and Christian, I don't know if you were able to tell watching this on TV or, or reading some of the stuff throughout the week, but you know, last year the Super Bowl was in New York. You were there. This year Arizona much different feel right did it have a different feel to you watching the game at all that it was you know in a city that kind of stopped in its tracks to for this big game as opposed to new york where you know it didn't necessarily you know stop its operations to, right. to watch the game i think it did because and you know what i think that the actual game that it was a competitive game made that experience that you guys are talking about a little bit better because you know new york as you know you guys were talking to michael k ryan Rucco. Um, New York swallows everything up, no matter how big the event is. New York is New York, and um, yeah, it was just it was just amazing to see how everybody stopped what they were doing and headed over to the stadium and watched the game. And um, I don't know if you guys you know noticed this or read this or had heard about this, but I didn't know personally that the Patriots went on a, a snap count all game. Uh, they didn't have Tom Brady you know hike the ball audibly. They went on a snap count. And that's how they drew. That's how they drew the the Seahawks offsides on that last play, because they went on a snap count. They switched. It and up. I guess that they knew. They figured, you know what? We're out here on the West Coast. There's probably going to be a hell of a lot more Seahawks fans here than Patriots fans. And so they said, all right, you know what? We're probably going to go into a hostile environment. Let's go on a snap count all game. And you know, right when they needed it, I think Brady said that they w- they went on like three head bobs from the center. They they just snuck in an extra head bob, and that was enough for Bennett to go offsides. I did. I did not know that, and I would have said that going offsides at the end of the game was more of a frustration, right. um, because you look at that last play of the game now, which really no one's talked about at all. The it's ball not was, over. The ball was inside yeah, the one is, yard the game line. Is not over after the the personal foul penalty for excessive celebration, and I, you can't blame the Patriots for going crazy right. and the entire <laughs> team yeah. running onto the <laughs> listen, field. Listen, if, if, <laughs> if you're going to get a penalty for that, I think Bill Belichick is okay with maybe that penalty only. Yeah. And, you know, maybe not even because, you know, the job isn't done yet at that point. But come on. Like, the NFL maybe yeah. has to look at that. Like, if you if you just won the Super Bowl, <laughs> you're not going to celebrate. You're going to be like, guys, we're going to get a 15-yard penalty here. Let's walk off the field. Like Very calmly, orderly fashion, yeah, exactly. straight line. In a straight line. <laughs> like, right to the locker yeah, room. Yeah, exactly. Guys, we're going nuts, and rightfully so. I mean, I, 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 don't, I don't like that call. But anyway. I think the only mention of that kind of last final knee uh, that I heard since the game was Bill Belichick in his post-game press conference. Someone asked him, you know, what were your emotions after the interception? He said, well, I mean, we, we have the ball at the one-yard line. Uh, we just got a 15-yard penalty. That's half the distance to the goal. 
we need to figure out a way to get it out get it out of the end zone and and actually win this game so you know i I wasn't i I was excited but you know wasn't over the job job wasn't done and i think i think that's classic belichick right there and and my question is if seattle doesn't go off sides they looked like they were set up in some sort of victory formation right unless they were simply trying to draw them off sides if they get a safety it's 28-26, free kick, 15 seconds left. I only need a field goal to and win And they only need a field goal to win the game. Um, yeah, I, I, th- I think they were calling the timeout if they didn't draw right. him off. And, right. and I think they would have probably snuck it. You know, yeah, just I a Brady QB sneak, sneak right up the you, middle. You can't take a knee, that's yeah. a safety. Um, and trying to run any sort of run play is, I think, a, a little too risky. Um, I think Brady leans on an offensive lineman, tries to even just fall forward yeah. just to see what he can get. I mean... Stranger Again, things have yeah, happened, though. I, the game was not over at that point. I don't think a lot of people realize that at all. But, uh, you know, it worked out in the Patriots' favor. Yeah, and you see Brady a lot of times. He does just do the sneak right. sometimes yeah. to get the first down on fourth and inches or yeah. even sometimes down at the goal line. High of percentage. course, going into the goal line, not leaving the goal line like it would have been. But a lot of crazy things could have happened. A botched snap. You know, it, it could have gotten insane. It really could have gotten ins- even more insane than, than the game turned out. Question for you guys. I want you guys to take me through that Jermaine curse catch oh my. from your vantage points. I, I mean, that's just Tyree all over again for me. <laughs> I, I was straight haunting. Um, I mean, I, w- when he came down with the catch, it, it got tipped, right? Uh, I think Butler Butler was on coverage Butler in that play. The, yeah. he, he, he tipped it up. And not bad coverage by him either. No, not he at all. He made a good play yeah. on the ball. Yeah, exactly. he made a good play on the yeah. ball. He made it to he, – he got the ball first. Right. And – Curse kind of just fell, and, and the ball fell right in his lap. I know he tipped it around a little bit. But from where I was sitting, I I mean, obviously the Seahawks fan just erupted, <laughs> and I was in shock. And I, I knew it wasn't even going to be reviewed. I, I could tell that he caught the ball. Um, but it literally was Tyree 2.0, and I, <laughs> I, I thought the game was over, to tell you the <laughs> truth. You sounded you, you sound got, so got, That was it. Yeah, yeah, all was, over. <laughs> High, for real, the highest of highest, or the the lowest of lows to the highest of highs after right. the pick. But um, I mean, I'm sitting there a minute left. I'm thinking, let's let them score and yeah, and and yeah. take our chances with Brady. But um, obviously, the master Belichick had other things in mind, and uh, it worked out. Well, to the curse catch. I'll be honest with you. I, I was confused. I had no idea. I had no idea what, what was going on. Why the entire state, the entire players on the field were running up to the to the line of scrimmage. Right. Like, like what? There's no. The ball yeah. was clearly deflected. And then you see the replay on the big board, and everyone's just like, oh. "What? Like, are you kidding me? Like, unbelievable that, you know, while it was mostly luck for the ball to hit off his." I guess upper thigh and then his arm and then eventually yeah, yeah, yeah. him catching the football and the presence of mind to, to find it and then he got up and got a few extra yards after that it it was just incredible and then to the ending of the game um, with the twenty seconds left and the whole crazy interception I was downstairs at that point getting set for for post game interviews and, and and things like that and with with some other members of the media we were watching the game on a, on a TV screen and it was on a little bit of a, a tape delay probably right. five to ten seconds. So we sh- we saw the Lynch, you know, four-yard run to get down to the one, and we heard a giant roar before, you know, we saw it on the screen. So, you know, they, they snap the ball, or we hear, we, I should say, we hear a giant scream again. And we're, we're all like, oh, okay, game over. Seahawks back-to-back Super Bowl champions. Seven to ten seconds later, looking at each other like, did that just happen? Did that really just happen? And, you know, 
it was just like, wow, you got to be kidding me. So the, the overall, it just the craziness of the end and be, and being there it was just was it was insane to to, to witness the, those crazy events and, and that catch and that interception and, and how it turned out. I can't even imagine. I it, mean, it, for for both fan bases, right? If you're a Patriots fan, like you said, Matt, you are losing your mind when Jermaine Curse catches oh, yeah. that ball. You are like, this is going to happen to us a third time. Three times in a row. We are going to lose the Super Bowl again on another freak play. And you probably just are sitting there like, all right, well, this is it, guys. <laughs> we came this far. And then you're the Seahawks fan. You're like, let's back go to back, back to back. Yep. We beat the Patriots. Like, And then it's just like you sit there in horror. I mean, I don't know if you guys saw this video of the guy <laughs> running through his TV oh, after <laughs> after the Seahawks lost the game. Straight he through. Goes, he goes, <laughs> you don't pass the ball when you have Marshawn Lynch. And he kind of calmly just sprints toward his TV and his head goes through the TV. I mean, and I that's honestly, that <laughs> if that happened to the Giants, I can't say I would have done differently. Oh, man. oh my God! Man sprints. Wow, I'm gonna have to. Look yeah, you that. gotta Google I'm that, that right now. That up <laughs> after the show, I think that's, uh, that's crazy. The, the the second giant Super Bowl. Uh, I was in the basement of my house for that one, and right. and I definitely smashed the remote to Ugh. to a bunch of pieces, and and my dad was pretty upset about that one. But you know, as a Seahawks fan, it's got to be one of the most brutal. If I mean. It's got to be the most brutal loss of the Seattle Seahawks franchise history. Oh, I, I saw um, Brock Heward mention it as the lowest um, point in Seattle sports history. Wow. And he uh-huh. said it, it trumps the Sonics leaving. I was going to say, wow. that, that, that's, when I think of that, I say I mean, with the Super Sonics leaving right. and going to OKC. He said that you have a Super Bowl one. I mean, that game is, at that point, I would like to see the probability model. How do the Seahawks not have a ninety nine percent chance of winning that game from the one? I don't, I don't, I don't see how they have any different percentage. They must. I mean, if if, you, if there yeah. was a chance to to bet on that situation, right. as I just see the guy run through the TV <laughs> on my screen, <laughs> um, it, it's it, you'd make a lot of money if you bet that this, the New England Patriots are going to win that game given that situation at that time. But a good segue that you guys mm-hmm. just brought up a huge, you know, devastating loss for the Seahawks. How does it? How do you recover from something like that going into next season? I don't know that you do. I mean, on paper, they should be back in the playoffs. They should win the NFC West, and you know, all is good. But that's got to take a toll. That is, it, this could go one of two ways. This could go 2013 NBA Finals Game Six like effect, where the Spurs are on a mission the next year mm-hmm. to beat the Miami Heat in the NBA Finals. That could have that effect. That is that taste in their mouth fuels their next championship run, which it would probably be next year. But you have to look at it another way. You are so close, and it is so hard to repeat in the NFL. And there's a reason why Super Bowl champions struggle the next year because guys leave, you know, for more money, contracts expire. We have to figure out first how that plays out in Seattle. You know, free agency or guys going to leave for more money. And, you know, I think that it's so hard to get to a Super Bowl for three years in a row. I mean, listen, the Bills got their I was going to say, unless you're the Buffalo yeah, Bills and lose win, four But, I mean, you know, Matt, go ahead. Yeah, and I mean, uh, like you were saying, players leave, but uh, coaches leave as well. Right. Dan, Great point. Dan Great Quinn, point. defensive mastermind, their D coordinator, kind of the head of that Legion of Boom there in the secondary, now the head coach of the Atlanta Falcons. Um I mean, 
they'll be able to recover from that. Their defense is very strong, but right. you know who comes in and takes his place. There's there's a lot of unanswered questions right now for the Seahawks, and I mean, it's got to be brutal. It's got to be just the worst feeling ever for them right now. Yeah, it is. It must be a little bit rough to be a Seahawks fan at the moment, and now they got to work on getting an extension for Marshawn Lynch. Only one more year left on his contract. I probably wouldn't suggest going after that right now, given that he didn't get the ball uh, on the final play. Russell Wilson will probably mm-hmm. be in line for for a contract extension. He and makes then, under a million a year, Russell Wilson. Yeah. He's going to want he's going to want some money. Soon, he's yeah. going to want some money there. And then the salary cap era, which we talked about before in the Patriots. Byron Maxwell, Malcolm Smith, and Kevin Williams are all free agents defensively for the Seahawks. While not, that's not Richard Sherman, that's not Cam Chancellor or Earl Thomas. Guys. They're still important mm-hmm. players on the Seahawks, you know, defensive side of the ball. I've heard Byron or Maxwell maybe to your Jets there, Drew, but uh, you know, that's something we would uh, have to have to see play out in free agency. But Byron Maxwell to the Jets might be a a good thing for you guys, right? And oh, he would be a very good thing. <laughs> <laughs> Our producer Pat telling us Richard Sherman he's on a rookie contract also, so yeah, he's going to be due some money no, pretty soon. Are you Is sure? It? I thought they locked him up uh, at the end of last year. I thought, okay, all right. But so um, there's a lot, yeah. a lot of, a lot of okay. moving parts yeah, in yeah. Seattle, even mm-hmm. though they've made it to the Super Bowl back to back seasons. Guys, before we talk about some of the fun stuff from the Super Bowl, anything else on the game itself played? You know, sixty minutes of football before we move to the the more fun things that took place during. After before the Super Bowl, um, real quick, I do think the Patriots um, were the better team. Um, I do think that the Patriots executed their game plan to a T, and I think that if you know, let's say Brady doesn't throw that first interception, they they settle for three, or maybe even get seven. Maybe the Patriots control a little bit more of this game, but um, yeah, or I, I think mean, the Patriots had a great game plan. They executed it perfectly. Even I mean. Th- 30 seconds left in the game. Right. They're, they're yeah. up, They're up. Uh, I think, 14-7 going into halftime. Uh, it wasn't even Lynch. Their second string running Turbin, back. Yeah. Turbin busts that, I think, 25-yard run or something. And, I mean, if, if they stop him there, the Seahawks are just kneeling the ball and, and going into the half 14-7. But, I mean, that spark and then Carroll's very, very gutsy, gutsy call. Very gutsy. Six seconds left to throw the ball from, I think, the five or six-yard line. Um, and... Uh, I mean that that was a huge momentum shift. It was. It really was. You have the Patriots going into the half fourteen seven, uh, and, and that ties the game. Seahawks coming out of the half with the ball uh, on the kick. Uh, I mean that that was a huge turning point. I think in momentum, and it carried the Seahawks through that third quarter. And the Patriots didn't get the momentum back till the fourth. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, real quick here, Drew. Um, New England dominated that first half. Oh, they did. And to, if you're a Seahawk fan. Your team didn't play that well, and they're tied. You oh, got to yeah. be like, all right, you were th- we're winning. We're going to win the game. You were like, very you know, lucky to so. be in that situation. And Christian, you were right. Richard Sherman right. did get the extension in the off season, so he's okay. no longer on it. But still, he's getting a big chunk of money. Right. that is eating into that salary cap will affect Seattle going forward. Something that we got to look back to before we look forward to next season: the halftime show. Mm. It's got to be talked about. <laughs> Katy Perry. Lenny Kravitz, although Lenny Kravitz was pretty much on the set for 12 seconds. Yeah. And that was it, which was, was very bizarre. Right. And, uh, you know, what were your guys' thoughts on the, on the dancing sharks and the lion <laughs> and, and all things like that with Katy Perry and the costume changes? I mean, it obviously different for me than you guys because you guys were there. I thought it was solid. You know, I wouldn't go and rant and rave about it, but I also wouldn't call it terrible. I thought it was a solid job. It's entertainment. It did its job. 
Um, Missy Elliott coming out was really random. Boo. I, so I, it I, killed their halftime I had no show. idea what was going on. Um, I, I said at one point, I was watching the game upstairs in my house, and I said, is that Missy Elliott? And then my mom goes, is that Missy Elliott from downstairs? <laughs> like, you know, and, and but yeah, it was kind of really random. And again, Kravitz, you know, I thought Kravitz, when they showed him, he was doing his thing. And then, like, <laughs> then, yeah. then, then he was gone. Yeah, he was gone. <laughs> like, what where did they go? Like, he took did him. he fall into the Yeah, fields? but I mean, listen, it was, it was, it was, it was good. You know, yeah. nothing, nothing to remember. You know, ride home about it's Katy Perry. What about you? What about you guys? I mean, it was pretty cool to see right, her. Yeah, the effects, right? You see her literally rising above the stadium <laughs> on this like pedestal. It was, like that, yeah. it was so small. I, I mean, if she moved an inch, she would have plunged to yeah, her death. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was, it was incredible to see that. I'm sure she had some safety stuff with her. <laughs> but <laughs> I would hope so. the most bizarre thing, though, I mean, other than the line at first, it was just really bizarre to see in person. And the thing like roaring up, it just, yeah. I don't know was how they like a lion or whatever. I think was? that's what they said it was going for a lion um, roar. <laughs> but Missy Elliott was just so weird. It just feels like it was just she like paid Katy Perry or the NFL so much money for to get her like career rejuvenated. And I, just, I just looked it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sales of yeah. Missy Elliott albums have iTunes. gone up yeah. over 2,500%. Oh. 2,500% oh oh, of her sale. That's what? I think. I, so th- I guess it worked out for her. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, the atmosphere in the stadium was pretty cool. I'm not a huge Katy Perry lover myself, but, you know, everyone had their finger lights on. You never feel like a plastic bag drifting through the wind? Maybe, maybe sometimes. Forever paper thin. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I got. That's yeah. all we're gonna go for. No California dreaming here today. Not gonna happen. Um, so some other cool things. Uh, some congratulations are in order. The first congratulations is to to my right, Matt Crow, correctly predicting the color of the Gatorade in the post game ah, uh, celebration big. of blue. Had to go past. Uh, blue. I mean. Uh, Incredible, incredible analysis, <laughs> incredible prediction, and congratulations. You knew something we didn't. Yeah. Thank you. So I mean, a little inside maybe, information. Maybe, maybe a little. Uh, I I did have some pregame contact with uh, with some upper level members. Of you the might want to keep that to yourself. Yeah, right. <laughs> you don't want to spoil anything for next year. <laughs> Just to make sure you tell me before the game. And then interesting note that that Pat gave us here. Madden's NFL 15 simulation accurately predicted the game. Shocking. 28-24 Patriots. How they know? Which is crazy. Which, which you know, Anthony Pusick is is a great guy. Mm. He he knows his stuff. Mm-hmm. He predicted twenty seven twenty four Patriots. Anthony, you lost to a computer. I'm sorry, <laughs> but incredible, Anthony, incredible job you, on on the computer's part and Anthony's part to get very very close to the uh, and to the final score. It was crazy because the Madden simulation had Seattle up twenty four fourteen going into the fourth quarter, and it also had Julian Edelman catching the game winning touchdown. That's I which mean, is kind of eerie. Okay, so video games are taking yeah, over the right? world. Yeah, if there's exactly. anything else you want to know yeah. about the NFL, just play Madden <laughs> NFL 15, and has, you might be able to determine your team's fate next year. Has Has Madden gone that realistic now? I mean, I remember my favorite Madden 04, Michael Vick. Yeah, on Michael the cover. Vick. You could just <laughs> run around and, and not do anything. And exactly. Score a touchdown. I mean, how'd that work for the Jets? This now year? they Ooh. Now they can predict a game before it's even played. I mean. That's incredible things for technology, Madden doing. At great some job. point, you know, Madden will become the Super Bowl. That's basically <laughs> what they're saying. You know what? It, the way the world is technolo- <laughs> yeah, right, technologically yeah. moving forward, yeah. I, I maybe it could happen. Uh, last thing, uh, one of the longest national anthems in Super Bowl history, sang by Dina Menzel, and I can tell you that it did seem abnormally long, but still a great rendition to start things off. Yep. Um, Christian, I'm sorry that. 
Tim Wright didn't have a breakout game. Yeah. I really, Tim I really Wright, thought man. he was. Tim they, Wright. They didn't really play. Him no, much. they didn't play him a whole lot. He you actually didn't catch a pass. I think you know what? I Bill, Bill will thank me because I was a decoy. The Seahawks spent so much time <laughs> preparing for Tim that like they were all out of sorts. Are, are you guys on the same wavelength? Yeah, now? yeah. Okay. Well, uh, you know, I'll keep that one to myself. All right, you guys got stuff <laughs> yeah. to keep to yeah, yourself. Yeah. Um, is there anything you guys don't want to keep to yourself before we wrap up NFL Friday of this season here of 2014-2015? Uh, two prop bets I got right. Oh, Brandon LaFell scoring I, the first touchdown. Oh. Hey, my man, and I did as well. Bill Belichick wearing the blue hoodie with sleeves. Wow. <laughs> Wait, so. what were the other choices <laughs> of that one? The gray, I think, without, the blue without, and then the red. I said he wouldn't wear the red because that's... And then other, the, I guess. That's not right, something. other. That was what? That, that was, was 42 and that was undefeated. The Giants. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's never coming out again. He might have burned that. Yeah. <laughs> he <laughs> yeah. might have burned that. <laughs> Matt, anything else here on this last episode of NFL Friday for the for this season? I mean, it it was the best game of my life. <laughs> um, to, uh, every everything I would have expected and more. Big big shout out to uh, our executive producer Bob Aaron's giving me and Drew the opportunity. Uh, big shout out FUV Sports. Um, uh, just a just a great Super Bowl one for one for the ages. One that I personally will never forget. I don't think Drew will ever forget it. And uh, you know, Tom Tom Thomas Patrick Edward Brady. <laughs> four words, four Super Bowl championships for Ooh. Tom Brady. Now, I like you know, that. I, I certainly won't forget anything from that Super Bowl. I mean, I'll try and forget the Missy Elliott part, but other than that, I'm I'm really not going to forget anything. Echoing Matt's word, great experience, an even greater game as the Patriots beat the Seahawks 28-24, spoil their chances of going back to back. Can the Patriots go back to back next year? Can the Seahawks? Get two out of three. That's all coming up next season in the NFL. There'll be a lot of off-season talk, a lot of uh, players moving around. Make sure you come back and join us in late August, early September for the next season of NFL Friday. The three of us, Christian O'Hara, Matt Crow, Drew Casey, hopefully will be on this show next year. In the back, Luke Palmer, Agnello DeVita. I think he's back there. And I'd be remiss not to give a special thank you for all their work, all their hard work this season to Patrick Burns and Kelly Cultis for really running this show, keeping it on its tracks, and I think we did a pretty good job doing it. Hope you've enjoyed the 2014 NFL Friday season. Until next season, football fans, enjoy the basketball, baseball, and everything else you may wonder. Training camp is not too far away come July. This has been One-on-One's NFL Friday, only on WFUVsports.org. Join us next week as we take you around the NFL. We'll see you then.